This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It's made possible in part by contributions from podcast listeners. Please consider making a contribution by going to the Donate Now tab at mpbonline.org. Thanks for your financial support. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, Ashy Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today is a special drive time edition of the show and we won't be taking your calls, but we've got a whole bunch of emails to read and, uh, uh, you know, tons of projects to talk about. Also, we welcome special guest Chris Allen from CA Construction to our conversation who can give us yet a third perspective on uh, uh, these I'm questions. I'm surrounded by contractors. I <laughs> know, uh, right? Look out. Here we come. Yep. Let's right. get ready. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the home inspector. Oh, man. Right. Why we do it like this? Uh-oh. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of special today. Um, I, I, by the way, Chris... Uh, Chris Allen from CA Construction. Thank you very much for coming by. Tell, tell us about yourself. What, what's, what's your uh, deal? Where'd you come from, man? Uh, where I came from, actually, I came from California, if you want to know the truth. I've okay. uh, been in Mississippi for 22 years now, so I guess I'm a native. Yeah. It makes me a native. Uh, been in business. No, for you my... don't talk like a native. He got that Southern California accent. <laughs> there you go. You know, can't help that. Right? And the can't tan. That. And yeah, the tan. And the tan. That's right. But, uh, yeah, I've been in business for myself for this December will be 15 years. Awesome. Um, we specialize in, in residential remodeling. Kitchens and bathrooms is our main thing. We do additions, uh, siding, windows, okay. decks, just really anything. Good for you. Okay. Yeah. So now, so I'm, later in the show, I'm going to have Jeff and Chris arm wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will add this. Chris uh, was our... Um, uh, President, uh, Home Builder Association of Jackson. Builder of the Year. Uh, Builder, Builder of the Year. Builder. 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 He's on the front of the magazine. But I, oh, wow. weren't you president as well? Not yet. Not yet. But, Not yet. Okay. Uh, built, uh, Builder VP, I believe. Or, okay. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. Gotcha. Working my way up. We'll I vote knew, for you next hey, year. We see him up at the front table. He's a big. <laughs> he's a big. He's a big. He's a big deal. Okay. There okay. Very cool. Thanks for coming on today. Um, also, there's there's some really neat stuff going on today with drive time, and I'm going to let others tell you about that. But I did want to go ahead and um, talk a little bit about um, – what are we going to talk about, Pam? Okay, yeah. So uh, we're talking about – okay, so are the Pam, builders going to sit over there and talk about Pam? <laughs> right. We're all just going to sit and talk about Pam. So, so, um, I get talked about a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what did that inspector say? What right. did what? Are you kidding me? Well, here's what we're doing. We thought a neat thing to do on MPB was to instead of just throwing a big screen TV at you, um, they're going to throw me at you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much nicer. Anyway. um, I don't weigh much. Just catch me, please. The whole point is that the experiences of the local shows that we do here are really important. And some of the things are very valuable. I heard uh, the other day they were giving away uh, a consultation with, like, uh, a money person, one of our our money talks people, Nancy and Ryder. That was really cool. It might be something no one ever thought to pay for, but they need it, right? Yes. And this one was like, hey, have Pam – Come over and and like talk about the things you want to talk about in your home. Kind of consult, kind of talk, kind of 
Yeah, we yeah. actually offer that service where we'll come in and, and talk to you about what you need to do to keep your home up. Or if you've got if you've got a problem, we can talk to you about that. I actually have a consultation going on, and I was going to talk about it for just a minute. Yeah, sure. Um, you know. Folks, if you live in your house for any for any amount of time, you remodel. Chris knows about it. Both of our contractors are familiar with that. And I had some folks give me a call. They had put in a new air conditioning system, and then things started to grow really? on the wall yep. and the ceilings. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there, there is such thing as too much air. Yes, it was too much air. It's too strong. Also, when I, I did an inspection for these folks, when I got up in the attic, their duct work was Awful. How do you have? Wait, so I have to ask a question before we move on. How do you have too much air? Explain the science on that to me. How can you take too much humidity out? Well, no, you don't, you're not taking not out enough. enough. Yeah. You're short cycling. Right. Oh. Your air is not running long enough to do its job. Oh, so they put too much tonnage on the home. Exactly. Okay. Now, the rule of thumb, okay, is 500 square feet per ton. Okay, so yeah. if you've got a fifteen hundred square foot house, a fifteen hundred square foot house is what two and a half. Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. you blow that theory out the window when you talk about uh, a Florida room or a, 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 right, a, a, right. a sunroom, we'll call it. Right, you know, because more glass, less insulated walls. Right. They can so. do what's called a load calculation. Yes. Well, they'll come in and, and do all of those. But the thing I want to stress with the listeners is that what will happen is that you'll get something fixed in your house. Let's say your air conditioner goes out. So then you get a new air conditioner, but you don't deal with your insulation or sealing up your duct work. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you've created all these other issues. And these poor folks had taken the ceiling out of their vaulted ceiling because oh it was so bad. Mm. The insulation was soaking wet because they had been blowing air on that. And another thing that was going on is that when I got up in the attic, I knew one of the things that we do is we will, if your uh, return is down in the wall, We'll remove that grate. We remove the filter. Then I'll take my camera and stick it in there and take a picture going up. And if I see the attic, you got problems. <laughs> You're trying problems, yeah, because you're letting all that hot air into the condition, and it mixes. And uh, just kind of add to that with the air conditioner replacement, another goofy thing that we've run across um, was – upgrading these high efficiency systems and your ductwork not being correct right because with the with the high efficiency systems they don't they don't push air through as fast so if your ductwork is not designed for that it'll condensate and cause problems that way as well actually and absolutely and what we'll see is that the insulation around the ductwork is not done right and then underneath the insulation the metal is not sealed so you'll create all this water. It's almost like a bath yeah. inside the insulation, and those metal ducts will start to rust out. You, you know, another thing that we see, to get off of that subject for a minute, um, a person uh, buys their first new home, okay? And it, everything's brand new, okay? So you're talking and new construction house. I'm talking new construction, first time they've ever bought a new home. A lot of times, well, it's brand new. There's nothing for me to do. Ever. Right. Yeah. Because it's brand new. Yeah, because it's brand new. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and we... So they think of it as like um, 
I guess people are you're, you're saying they consider it more like they consider their automobile. Kind it's new, of. so it won't have any yeah. problems. They don't have no, to change the oil or anything. There's right? no yeah. problems yeah. with it ever. I don't have to do anything. I don't ever right. have to take care of it. Right. And, 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 and look, I, I'm not beating up on on new home buyers. I love them, but sometimes we have to educate them that yes, there there's still maintenance to be done. Correct. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things I take pride in. Whenever I work with buyers, so if it's a new house or an old house or whatever, I'm trying to educate them. These are the things. And let me just say this before I forget, because I'm old and I forget things really, really fast. <laughs> now is an awesome time to get your duct work checked out. And it is. worked that's on. Right. Because right. HVAC guys and gals, they're sitting in the warehouse smoking cigarettes and playing cards because it's so cool outside. Right. So it's an awesome no time. No one's complaining about bad air right now. Right. No, we're not worried about our air conditioning right now. We haven't really moved into our heating system and our heating time. So why not use this to get that ductwork checked out? And that's what we're working with some folks. We do consulting work. And so we're going to work with them to get a company over there to get this fixed. And then we'll follow that work to make sure it's done correctly. Let me throw another thing in here. Since the since this is Fix It 101, I'm going to give you a heads up. Okay. It, it, go for that ductwork like you're talking about. And take care of your air conditioning. And those guys are sitting around the uh, warehouse right now. But in about what? What do you think? Maybe a month. Everybody's going to get that burned smell out of their uh, <laughs> furnace. Yeah, that burning dust smell. It'll so calm. But yeah. make sure that you've got your furnace all together before you turn it on the first time. You know, right. have somebody and working on your duct work. You can do that yourself as long as you've got a lot of room up in your attic. But in these older houses, there's a lot of room, and you're going to need a tiny little person to right. get up well, in that, there and listen. Remember, you cannot walk on sheetrock. It will bust. Yeah, you'll come through that. I actually so, I had how many Chris, patches for this legs. This is interesting. In. Years ago, I had a client um, who did that step through because up north they actually they use a different product in different parts of the country. They use different things, and in his house up north, he could walk on the ceiling. It probably oh, was like a wood. Like oh. a lath and plaster kind probably of. Probably yeah, a lath yeah. and plaster. And so wow. he, he moved into this house. I had done the inspection for him. He stepped right <laughs> called me and said, I, I stepped right through. You need, you should have called that out. And I was like, um, uh, no. No. It's something and something else too with the with the HVAC in the air system and the maintenance part. I I even do this at home. There's a there's a online service filter time. You can actually go online, tell them what size filters you need, tell them how how often you need it. Comes to you in those intervals, and it, I mean, me personally, I, you know, I don't think about that kind of wait, stuff. Wait, but, wait, wait, wait! Oh. This is awesome. This is awesome. Okay, I need everybody to listen to this. <laughs> no, no, we talked about this before on the show, and but I've I've never had the name of a service, yeah, if, if and I really don't like yeah. to to push names. But at least you've got something to Google, right? Uh, yeah, look at look yeah. up filtertime.com. Filtertime.com. You can go in there, yeah. plug in how the sizes, how many you want, how often you want it to come. You know, I, I do mine personally. I do mine every other month. Right. Comes so in I, a box. Boom. There it's there. It's a reminder. Change them out. See, Never that's just problem. genius. That's a great way to do it. I do that with my toothbrush. Hey, yeah. I mean, there's, there's online services for yeah. everything, but but something like that, you know, guilty of it in the past, not thinking about it, have things going on, and hey, go look at the filter. Oh, it's clogged with dirt. Family right. service. and I also that's date amazing. my filter when I put it in. Yep. 
So then I, when yeah. I look at it, I go, oh, man, I'm well, a little overdue. I do that, <laughs> but I love the idea of the service. That's, yeah, a, that's a great idea, just as a reminder. And, you know, since we're talking reminders, it, it, it is going to get cold. Yes. Uh, let's, it's a good time to check our fire or smoke alarms. Um, you know, we, we still have people that um, die in fires because their batteries are not working in their fire and their smoke alarm. What a terribly yeah. cheap way to die. Yeah. yeah, you know. Well, I mean, and the, the inspection I did the other day for these folks that are having all these other issues, I did a full home inspection, and I was I asked the lady, "I said, where are your fire alarms?" Yeah. Oh yeah, we took those down. We right. just hadn't put them back up yet. Right. <laughs> oh man. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> that's right. It's and look, wow. it's a real deal. Uh, we're doing uh, we're doing two fire jobs right now. Right. Fires happen, even though you don't think they do. We're I'm I'm, I'm my small company is working on two houses right now. Right, and it's so. anything from old wires to improper use of a fireplace. Overweight oh, Christmas season is coming. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. To your point earlier, it can happen in brand new homes too, just as that's, it can it can existing. So you that's can, right. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there is one thing that I did want to talk about that somebody has called us on. I want to read this before we go into break here, Uh-oh. but I think I heard a discussion of where on the wall to put a carbon monoxide detector. Uh, this is the first link that I got when I did a Google search of does carbon monoxide sink. This is going to be good. There's a myth that carbon monoxide alarms should be installed lower on the wall because carbon monoxide is heavier than air. In fact, carbon monoxide is slightly lighter than air and diffuses evenly throughout the room and then gives me the oxygen, nitrogen, and looks like co2 or co something anyway gave me the whole makeup so we're gonna have to research this a little bit more when we come back and ask you dr google knows (laughs) (laughs) it's on the internet it's true it's true (laughs) you're listening to fix it 101 on mpb think radio i'm jason klein here with pam pibus ashy certified inspector at inspect it like a girl licensed contractor jeff simmons joins us again this week from houseworks i say that because you've been out for a couple of weeks jeff it's not offensive really And special guest Chris Allen from CA Construction this week, uh, uh, working on the big show during our drive time. We've been talking about uh, a couple of things on the air, including some of our emails. We were talking about carbon monoxide earlier, and we uh, we talked last week about some of the carbon monoxide um, um uh, testers or not testers, but uh, warrant, alarms. alarms. Thank you for the word. <laughs> yes. Alarms that you can plug into the outlet <clears throat> um, down where you sleep. Right uh, to to pick up carbon monoxide before it might actually hit the one that is included in the fire alarm, which is on the ceiling. Yeah, that smoke detector. Some of them have that. Some of them don't. You have to kind of. And I have a hard time because I've got bifocals, so I can't really tell you unless I'm standing on my head. <laughs> 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 What's what's going on up there? But I would rather have my carbon monoxide detector low. Right. So like where I'm sleeping. And we were talking about you guys have campers and all this stuff. And that's in boats. Mm-hmm. They put them down low. And just keep in mind, carbon monoxide poisoning is very similar to the flu. Your head will hurt. You get really nauseated. And I shared last week about how I turned the heater on in a house I was inspecting and went mm-hmm. out in the front yard and threw up because it was so much carbon monoxide in right. the house. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, so anyway, uh, I, I just want to kind of uh, wanted to finish that off before we moved on because I thought it was very important. That is a big deal. When we have another fire marshal back on, we've had a couple of on over the years. We'll have another one on and really get some definitive, you know, 
answers that. And, you know, unfortunately, well, people don't – that we are not proactive. We are reactive. That's right. And <laughs> No, it's true. It's yeah. true. We, so what do you mean by that? Well, it's it's real simple. I, I'll, I'll change my – I will check my smoke detectors tomorrow. I'll uh-huh. change my battery tomorrow. Right. Well, tomorrow – is, is never comes. It's, it's the always day before the fire. Yeah, it's always tomorrow. And then somebody's house burns down, and then you and then you do right it because you're now, reacting there, to what you're seeing. There, oh. there, there's people listening right now. Jeff, you don't know. I check it every other day. Blah blah blah. Okay, I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. There are but some. there are a lot of people. That's <laughs> I, I'm telling you. I have been in the fire business for 22 years, uh, repairing right. fire damage. So. Um, well, you know, and it's funny because a lot of people know that a lot of people don't experience the home the same and they don't look up. That's right. They just don't look up. But I like I like Pam's theory. And let's let's say the carbon goes throughout all of the house. I want it down where I'm sleeping. Right. I want it down low. Yeah. It, it just makes sense. Right. So. All right. Uh, got another e- email here that I wanted to go to that that pertains to everyone listening to the show. This is a big deal, and, and it used to really bother me. But here we go. Hello. Recommendations to prevent tools from rusting. Mine, screwdrivers, wrenches, basically hand tools, are stored in a toolbox in the garage and are rusting terribly. How do I stop that? Um, there's a couple of different ways. Uh, here's like one of my favorite tricks I've ever put on uh, Fix It 101, and it works. Okay, If you've got a toolbox, say like a box of hand tools, Somewhere where you keep these hand tools, not talking about hanging on a wall where they're individual, but like a box where you're keeping these tools. If if whenever you buy something that has this stuff called silica gel, they put it inside of shoes, shoe boxes, all kinds of stuff. That stuff is there to to pull moisture away from whatever the product is that it's with so that, that product won't get moldy. So all that, you know, that little pack that says, do not eat poison. That's what we're talking about. You can find those at varying sizes. Throw them in your toolbox. Soaks up all the moisture in the toolbox. Never, And they never really get a chance to start rusting. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you're going to want, you don't want to use them in the rain and just throw them in there, wipe them off. But once they're in there uh, and if the lid's closed, you put that silica gel in there, they're not going to rust. You know, those things come in my supplements. You yeah, know, all the you know, I don't I don't take drugs. I take supplements. Right. right. And all of them have those little things Capsule, in there. That's an gel. awesome idea. So take that and put that in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. Another thing you need to be sure you're you're not doing is storing your um, tools next to chemicals. So don't be putting your tools right next to a bottle of Clorox. <laughs> or chlorine, yeah. yeah. I'm going to yeah. have to quit eating those little packets and start storing them in my uh, yeah, tools. Don't, I mean, don't eat them. Yeah. Oh, I like Chris, I knew there was something up with you, right. man. No, wait a second. Why would I store my tools next to the chlorine? If it's in a storage room. I mean, you... but why not? Oh, Pam, okay. you got to oh, tell gosh. me why, Pam. Chlorine is so, so corrosive. corrosive. It just, it'll, it'll eat, eat oh, it man. up. So and what will it do to my tools? Will it make them green or what? It will rust them. Uh, to the point that they will snap in half. Really? You know, this is a true story. I had an insurance adjuster. I didn't know the person, but I had an insurance adjuster tell me that he got a claim, a very strange claim, on the person's Harley. They had parked it, and of course— like Harley-Davidson motorcycle. motorcycle. He parked uh-huh. it in the garage. Somebody opened up the lid on the chlorine container. 
and you know eventually rusted started rusting the oh, the, no. the, the, oh, the Harley pool chemicals yep I see it and I actually have a video on my YouTube channel of what happens when you put your pool chemicals in a closet next to your electric panel mm. oh oh <laughs> I opened that panel up and oh, I just full, full of rust. It was just full yeah. of rust. Yeah. Just rusted everything out. Yeah. Well, so. You know what? I've never known this particular correlation between chlorine oh, and yeah. and metal like that. Uh, so 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 we take this same chemical, pour it in some water, and then jump in it. Oh, we drink it too. Right? Yeah. yeah. All the time. <laughs> That's right. You know, it'll, yeah. it'll rot metal. A capful will you know. do you good. That's right. right. <laughs> Take it with a little silica. It, it, hey, it works great for me, well, folks. Yeah. Hang on. This is this where the, the disclaimer plays. Yeah. <laughs> joking. Well, joking. Jeff said. Yeah, Jeff right. said. Hey, and I'm a prize. I'm right. gonna go talk to somebody about right. it. I will say, if if you use your tools, here's the biggest thing. I, my dad was a, an auto mechanic for a long time. And here is the thing. After every time you use your tool, just wipe them off. Yeah. Clean them, and they won't go bad on you. You, you. But you have to do it every time, and it's it's a pain. You've been working on this thing for three hours. You're worn out. You don't want to do anything else. Clean off your tools before you well, put them up. Well, and put them up. That's a, that's always my thing. Whenever I have yeah. a project or whatever, and I was work, man, I was up in it this weekend. Yeah. And I just made sure when I was done that I put everything back in its place. I bet you have to do that with your trailers. Oh and, gosh, you have no idea. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. if you have if you have um, uh, electric tools, you got power tools. Don't forget, especially the ones that are plug in with a motor. Don't forget a shot about once a year some WD forty. It'll make it work. A hundred times better. And don't don't leave. You taught me this. Don't leave your um, batteries charging. No, no. Do, yeah, like bad if, idea. Yeah, yep. bad idea. Yeah, if you've got if you've got like I've got in my uh, in in my little shop area, which is you know as big as that computer monitor. Uh, in my little shop area, I've got three batteries plugged in of my particular brand uh, for for all my power tools, my mm-hmm. battery power mm-hmm. tools. Well. Uh, I think it was, I know you got it from me, but I think it came from something Jeff and I were talking about a year ago about unplugging those tools because they're fire risk. Well, well didn't your daughter go in your, didn't oh, she no, find? My, my daughter caught a fire oh, in that right. room where, right. where a heater had caught fire. That had been plugged well, in. That was still plugged in the mm-hmm. wall. Look, I'm doing a, a fire, burnt, did not total the house, but it is within... Probably twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars of being totaled, and the house is about a four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars house. He plugged his yard batteries mm-hmm. into the into the receptacle. Mm-hmm. Went to the store. Went went somewhere to go get something. And this is the battery to like charge to, to do a his lawnmower, or lawnmower, lawnmower, whatever. Yeah. yeah, had to go to the store to go get something or whatever. Comes back. Houses in houses engulfed at You've that point. Gotta be kidding. Nope. That's why nope. you know I'll, I'm I I powered I put my power tools in and charge my batteries mm-hmm. and I have several so I've got them going but I never leave the house and I never leave them plugged in overnight. Now let's let's take this a step further because we we are actually installing more and more car chargers mm-hmm. or ports I'll say mm-hmm. yes okay. You're going to come home, and you're going to plug that car in. Then you're going in, give the kids a bath, cook supper, bam, 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 watch news, go to bed. Right. Are you going back out there to unplug the car? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Mm-mm. 
And some of them are going into one tens. I know you can put a yep. special port in, yep. and some of them are going into one tens. And so you've just got to make I sure. I don't want to start being. I don't want to start being. You know, Debbie Downer here, but it's just it's something that we need to think about. Well, it's a it's a, it's a new. It, well, I won't say new. It is still compared to our old systems, quite new technology. It is uh, that we're using, and and wonder, it'll get better. As yeah. we go, are y'all putting hopefully. any like Arc or GFI on those? City of Madison, uh, Arc is code. County is not. What is Arc? You guys can't leave us alone on this <laughs> jargon stuff. What are you talking about? Well, you remember when you were a kid and you plugged in the um, vacuum cleaner? Yep. And then you and know it came and out that, to bite you. Well, <laughs> yes, and it would bite you. Or you know, my mom would tell me to do, and I. I've just got a bad attitude. And so I'd yank that plug out so I could take it, uh-huh. you know, and it would spark. Mm-hmm. That's an arc. Oh. It's called an arc fault, right? Yeah. Okay. An, uh-huh. an yeah. arc fault. If In today's world, uh-huh. in the perfect world, if I did that, it would pop that breaker off at the yeah. top of the circuit. Okay. Yeah. If it's okay. got an arc fault. So I was just wondering on these car chargers, if they come with an arc fault or a GFI. You know, you would think probably, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't. I'm guessing at this point. I would put it in at the breaker if it were me. If I right. was going to install something like that, don't you think, Chris? Yeah, oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Well, I think the house that you're g- going to come inspect for me is where is the one I'm talking about that that we put the charger in. Has one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have okay. to read up on the you know new new technology, new mm-hmm. things that people you know are doing, and and just you know lawn equipment. On my, I went out. I was tired of getting gasoline, so I bought myself one of those electric lawnmowers. And I read. I'm a nerd. I read all the instructions, and it said charge it outside because it will put off kind of an ionic odor, a metal uh, type odor. Yeah, yeah. But then store it inside. Wow. Hmm. So I charge after every use, and I can do my entire lawn with this one battery. That even scares me more about the cars now. You know what? Because you know the what technology has not changed. Well, mm-hmm. we are going to charge the car battery just the same way we right. charge the lawnmower battery. Mm-hmm. But look what she said there. Think, think about what she said. How many people got home with their brand new lawnmower, uh, one, pulled it out, one, and, and read, read the instructions? Right. Yeah, there you go. Right there. There Pam, it is. I mean, really, you could, Pam, Pam you could sum up Fix It 101 with read the instructions. Right. You know, I mean, the th- in other words, this thing was safe if you did it the way they told you to do it. Yes. You know, yeah. but if you don't read that. I mean, the way the nerds back at the factory. Right, exactly. Sat around a table right. and said, now, do you think anybody's going to read this? No, because we're going to make the print so small. And we're going to put so many words in it, no one is going to read it. It's going to be huh. difficult. That's why I like YouTube. <laughs> right. I can go in and, and watch, and it'll show me how to do it. But I have learned to kind of look at, like the the weekend, you know, I'm back on my pool. I figured out one thing, and now I think I'm going to rebuild this whole pool heater before it's over. <laughs> Just because you want to. Just Well, right. I had it completely apart the, the other day, and... Then I had to read the instructions on how to put it back together. Again. <laughs> hey, can you come over to my house and do <laughs> right. some stuff? I'm telling you. 
You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, and Special Guest Chris Allen from CA Construction. Thanks a lot for coming in today, guys. This is this is cool. We're, we're raising money today, and you guys are helping, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So uh, I wanted to talk to you, Chris. We've got an email here that just looked right up your alley. Uh, hey, guys, the 6 by 6 post on my screen porch is warping. The uh, the opening is now twice as large as it was a year ago. This this and uh, uh, the six by six post. He sent a picture of it, and it's vertically standing, and it's literally warping to the side. I've never really mm. seen a six mm. by six do this real bad. But um, it says, "What can be uh, done aside from wearing a helmet?" Thank you very much. Uh, first Wait. thing I would look at is kind of the load on top of there, and may, there may be too much load for that post. Really? It, that's kind of the first reaction. Yeah, maybe you need to change out to something like a eight by eight, ten by ten. See, I was thinking uh, six by six is a, is a is a is a pretty good post. And I'm thinking, did the weather good, that, get to it? And that it is a good post. Did the weather get to it and somehow um, reshape it? It was a bad cut, or or it hadn't dried enough. Yeah, right. it, that could be another thing too. It, 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 couldn't be dried enough. I, yeah. I, I think you're typically going to see a lot of a uh, lot more cracking, splitting in it if it if it's right. if it's drying in place. The, but the warping, I'm not. That's that's a strange one. Yeah, yeah. Might we just need to replace the post I, for sure. Well, in the first like. thing I said when I when I read it, I thought, man, it's wood. Cut another one and put another one in. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, uh, you're not going to straighten it back out. No, I mean, no, if you if no. you invented a board straightener, you know, I'll be the first one to line up <laughs> right. and buy one, right? <laughs> right. Uh, trees don't grow straight. No, uh, yeah. trees don't grow straight. But I, I would definitely, you know, have have someone with that kind of knowledge to look and, and evaluate the load on it first. That's a good. That, that's that, a good that, point, man. That kind of raises a red flag. And then and other like, than that, if the loads or, aren't, yeah, know. or or you know, span too. Right. You know, we're 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 right. We've got we've got one. We need three. Yep. So, and what they're talking about is the, on your span, just so folks know, is that sometimes the posts aren't close enough together. Which would which would create load, what, what Chris was yep. talking about. Right, and sagging or warping. Exactly. You know, and it's called the, because people ask us this all the time on these enormous posts that people put in. Yeah. You know, the Cypress and yeah. all these things. There is a, um, it's called checking and it, okay. It, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's yes. Yeah, and the check. Why don't y'all y'all explain what that is? No, that, you, you got it right. Checking it's where it's where the grain starts separating or comes apart or, or what have you. All different kind of ways, depending on which way the grain was run, which way the tree was cut, which way it's growing. Mm-hmm. All, all kind of different. And it's not dangerous. It's no, just part no, it, of it, the it, wood it, drying yeah, out. It has not uh, diminished the structural stability of that. A piece of wood right it's it just some people i call it character uh-huh hey i like it right mm-hmm. okay right. Mm-hmm. and then other people oh i hate that well that's why there's chocolate and vanilla right mm-hmm. right so, and you could get some wood filler and fill it yeah. in if mm-hmm. you wanted then to but that that to me looks looks even worse it does. Uh, but now, i've seen it i've seen people do that a good rule of thumb and because people people ask me this all the time what size post should i put up Here's the rule of thumb. If my space is 10 feet, mm-hmm. then I want a 10-inch column. I want one inch for every foot. Eight, I would want an eight by eight. That's a good, I like yep. that. And that's a good rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. That way, because you, you've seen houses, golly, that post looks so tiny. 
And then you've seen them, man, that thing is massive. Right, why yes. did they why they put one so big? Right. So go back to the rule of thumb. For every inch of height, I mean for for every foot of height, go an inch of of uh, how big around it? Yeah, of, diameter of column. Yeah. On the houses that you're building, Jeff, what's the standard height on a ceiling? Oh, inside? Yeah, uh, nines and tens. Okay. How about so you, Chris? If, if you, yeah, nines and tens. Nines and tens on the new one. Yeah, right. on the older ones. You know. So if you had a soffit or and you needed to put a load bearing in, you would put a ten by ten post. Probably, yeah, because my my porch my porch elevation is is going to be somewhere around ten to twelve. Um, I really so. like that. That's by good the information. Way, it is. By the way, you could do a steel beam and wrap it. Of course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's going to cost you a little more, but right. you could do that. Okay. And it wouldn't have to be as big right. if you did that. Or you That's could, right. Yeah. I mean, and I'm telling you, kind of the metal stuff is coming back in. You where... know, we're seeing all kind of stuff, I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you something strange. We were we took a little trip to Arkansas. Why well, y'all probably didn't even know I was gone, but I was gone for two weeks. Right. But, but anyway, we went to Bentonville. Yeah. Went to the Walmart Museum. Mm-hmm. It was it was a it was a a great little town. I was very impressed. Right. But while we were riding through town, I started looking at the houses. And you know, you you think you're going to see Grandma's little college, the little right. cottage. Uh-huh. Uh, no way. You you are looking at these little cottages, but they're super modern. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, all glass and concrete. Uh, everything is square. Everything's two or three stories. It, really? It, yeah. I mean, it. If you closed your eyes and, and 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 you didn't know you were in Bentonville, Arkansas, you would think you were in like a little suburb of New York or something. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, and they're building on a rock up there. Too, oh, so. you can't, you can't, you can't find dirt. Yeah. Well, it is interesting. I can't imagine if you're think about this. If you're an a, an AC person there. And all those people are calling saying, hey, I have a cement and glass house. Yeah. You know, I need you to air condition it. Well, th- you know, there's a lot of money in Bentonville, Arkansas. There's <laughs> a I lot of money is. in North Arkansas, right. yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's keep going with uh, fixing stuff real quick. Uh, we've got another question here. And this I'm going to take opinions from all three of you here. Um, I think I know the answer. Well, but I think all three of us have an opinion. Yes, I have a question <laughs> for sure. all of the hosts of the Fix It 101 show. I've seen a lot of households dispose of used frying oil and fats in the home sewage pipeline. Oh, no. Does this oh, have any no. bad consequences to the drain system? <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know for sure, but I suspect fats and oils disposed off in the sink will cause clogs. Are my fears ill-founded? Well, it, it's doing a lot more than that. First of all, it is damaging your um, drainage system, your sewer system. And I don't care if it's going in the septic tank or going in the city sewer. Then it gets in our rivers and streams and ends up on my boat down in Biloxi. Right. So, yeah, stop yeah. it. So, Jeff wants you stop to it. stop it. Right. I have and a, then it, um, and then it kills, a... And then it kills our fish. Right. I mean, it does all mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah, it really is environmentally just, about it. Jeff. Yes. So. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, I have a YouTube. Am I inspected like a girl YouTube channel? I have a video called Giving Your Pipes a Bath. Hmm. And it's for that very thing. I did this, Pam. I did this, and it worked. I did Pam's thing the other day. We got, uh, okay, she said this on the show a couple times. I'm the guy that washes the dishes in the house. And occasionally the drain will get slow, right? 
Well, I did what Pam said to do. I put two pots of just water on the oven mm-hmm. and got them boiling. And I dropped one drop of Dawn down in there, and then I poured both of those boiling water down. And, man, it was completely clear. It It was gone. It's it's awesome. I do it about every six months. And I'm like, water and a drop of Dawn. (laughs) Uh Drop of Dawn, that's it. I guess it kills, like, get rid of all the grease and everything in there. And I do do four pots. And so I'll do water, Dawn, water, Dawn, water, Dawn. You Uh know, I think Hmm. that works for wasps, too. I really do. It's, oh, really? Yeah, it's way back in in the back of my yeah, mind. Yeah, you can spray them. Can't, um, can't you mix up Dawn water, and water in a mm-hmm. for killing wasps? Yes, it, it, and you it, can spray it on it them takes and it oil suffocates off their them. Wing. Yeah, really? okay, yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing because you know we've paid a lot of money and literally pour it down our drain. Sure. When you go and buy the the drain cleaners, the chemicals, yeah, I mean, yeah. you'll spend twenty don't bucks on a small the chemicals. bottle. Just don't, mm. yeah. don't. Yeah, especially if you do it wrong, it'll eat a hole in the pipes mm-hmm. and everything right. else. Yeah. So, so yeah, this this method that Pam told us about like is it. fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah, boiling water and man, I, I I didn't have I could actually I could actually see in through that pipe with a light behind it that there was nothing in the pipe anymore. It was amazing. Oh yeah, hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Check out our YouTube channel. We've got all kinds of things on there on how to take care of your house so chris uh you do a lot of uh a lot of uh rebuilding right yes remodeling Remodeling, what's the thing you remodel the most uh probably our main our main business main thing is bathrooms 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 100 yep so what's the what's the greatest upgrade in the world for a bathroom right this moment? New shower, new tile shower. Yeah, that's what everybody wants. New tile shower. New tile showers. Yep. And we're doing a lot of uh, you know just depending on the space. If um, they don't have enough room, say you know like a lot of houses set up smaller shower, bigger area for a tub. A lot of people don't want the tub anymore. Right. So we'll convert the tub area and make them a larger shower, and, mm-hmm. and that's what they're going for. Wow. Are you putting the ones in that don't have a curb? We we are doing a lot more of those. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot more I like of the, that, uh, the zero barrier, yeah. mm-hmm. zero entry uh, now, Jeff, showers. Yeah, you mentioned that as being an accessibility issue. Every slab I pour, and unless I'm building a custom, and the owner tells me not to, right. it is standard policy to do a depressed uh, zero entry shower. Well, and, it, and it's so much easier to do it too. I, you know, with yeah. the with the different shower tray systems that we can yep. use, it, it's so much easier than it was in the past. Just to what that it. means, folks, and and if you've not experienced this, or if you don't have a like a shower, or if you have like one of those shower bathtubs, if you have an actual shower built to be a shower, there can be a little lip up front. Typically, that's the place where I trip and fall into sure, the shower. That's right. <laughs> I, I like to explain it to people. If, if you ever, you know, in the hospital for whatever reason, same thing. Right. Yes. But, Yes, um, but but this takes that little lip out of it, so so that if well, I'll say this for accessibility: if you're in a wheelchair, you can roll in. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a big deal. So and just for looks, there's nothing uglier than that stack of two by fours wrapped in tile. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just a, ugly. Without a pan that's yeah. going to leak yeah, into your right. bathroom. Yeah, it's just yeah. ugly. Yeah, yeah and, and there's way you know with, just with everything else. There's ways you, you different things you have to do to make it to make it work right. It's not right. it's that's not right. simple, but but yeah, when it's done right, it looks very clean. The accessibility is great, and and we're seeing a lot of that too, especially a lot of these aging in place kind of deals or right. You know, a lot of people want to try to stay in the home as long as they can. So when we are uh, when we are remodeling the bathroom, they're asking for it. Hey, can we do a do a curbless shower? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I would think that would add value to the house overall. Uh, you know. 
to, to keep it up to date with future. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of our customers too, and what we tell them is, you know, yeah, you are going to get the value added out of it, but do it because you want it, do it because you enjoy it. You know, there's, there's a lot of value in that, you know, you get to use your house how you want it, make it how you want it and, and right. just enjoy it how you want it as I well. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Man, this has been great. Y'all have been so cool. I appreciate it. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions, no really, from listeners like you. Yes, you. And if uh, you want to become a sustaining member and help bring this show and many others to listeners across the state and beyond, visit our website, mpbonline.org, or call 888-372-4483. It's 888-372-4483. And join us here next Wednesday. Join us here next Wednesday for another edition of Fix It 101, heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.